Welcome back to Spiro Avenue. Justin Spiro, your host, as always. Got a lot to hit. We're going to go fast. We're going to be quick. We're light on our feet today. Andreas Athanasiu shipped off mercifully from the Detroit Red Wings mess. One of the uh, only players in this town that had any appeal, and he's gone. And it was the right thing to do to make him be gone because he's not going to do anything by the time the Red Wings are ever good. And I think he wasn't a fit with the Steve Eisman program. So by Andreas, one of my favorite players in this town, not saying much but still on the list. But by gone, see you later, to Edmonton. Mercifully bailed out by our old friend Ken Holland in Edmonton. I think Steve Eisman did a terrific job here. Got two second-round draft picks for a guy that I don't know how big his market was. Maybe there was some leverage there. There were some rumors that Columbus was in on him. I don't know. But if you had told me uh, two days ago, or even going into today, as I woke up and and, uh, had my black coffee, that the Red Wings would come out of this day with two second-round draft picks for uh, AA, I would take it, sign me up. Eiserman's doing his job. And I'll tell you what, maybe I'm a bad guy for saying it. Maybe I'm the rumor mill king. But I do have it on good authority that Andreas was never a Steve Eiserman guy. Steve Eiserman did not like him, did not like the type of player he was. And I think the writing was always on the wall the second Eiserman took over that this marriage was not not long for this world. These two sides were always going to be split apart sometime in the not-too-distant future. So if that inevitability was on the table anyway, hey, hell of a job by Stevie Y. Bang-up job. And you know what? He even shipped Mike Green, the corpse of Mike Green. The guy was hurt like every 10 seconds. I think he, Kyle Arns, and uh, Isaiah Livers share a doctor. They even got a draft asset for Mike Green. Also, thank you, Ken Holland. So good outcome for the trade deadline. The Red Wings are terrible. They were terrible before this trade. They're even more terrible now. I was going to say they're now hilariously bad, but they were already hilariously bad. I don't know what the adjective is to describe the Red Wings at this point. It's the worst hockey team I think I've ever seen. It is literally the worst hockey team we've seen in terms of a point pace since the late 90s. The Thrashers, who were basically still an expansion team at that point, They're an absolute embarrassment, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, and it is a long time coming. This team is going to be so bad this last month. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be the ultimate schadenfreude, although you'll still have fans out there who are crazy people. You know who I'm talking about if you have a Twitter account who are going to be rah-rah cheering every single goal along the way. Have at it. I'm happy this thing is torn apart. Thank God. It's been a long time coming, and I can't wait to watch this team tank. They are awful. They are absolutely awful. Speaking of awful and Andreas Athanasiu, I have to hit it. I'm sorry, Helene St. James. I have to hit it. I don't know if anyone saw this. Andreas Athanasiu has been here for five years. He was a Detroit Red Wing for nearly five full seasons. Not a small sample size. Helene St. James, the beat writer for the Detroit Free Press, covers the Red Wings, has been covering them for many, 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 many years. Far too many, 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 many years, as far as I'm concerned. Athanasiu is traded today. 
I don't know. When was that announced? Trade deadline was at three. I think that announcement came, uh, I don't know, somewhere around two. I think it was 2.03 this afternoon. Helene St. James has an article out. I'll pull the quote up because I don't want to get this wrong. This is egregious in the context of Helene St. James's history. Quote, Athanasiu's poor play made him a liability for the Red Wings. In this little snippet, Helene St. James is defending the trade, saying it was a good move and Eiserman acted appropriately and intelligently in trading Athanasiu. Is Helene St. James right in her assessment? Was Athanasiu uh, poor in his own zone? Was he a liability on the Red Wings at times? Well, yeah, considering the guy's like minus 300 uh, uh, for a plus-minus rating, flawed statistic, but still, it's safe to say he's been a liability. He's a one-dimensional player. He's, it's a one hell of a dimension that he's got, but he's a one-dimensional player. No problem with what Helene St. James said in a vacuum. But this isn't a vacuum. We're not in a vacuous world, at least uh, on this topic. Thanasiu, as we've discussed, was here for five seasons. We did the research, and by we, I mean me, and Helene St. James did not once describe Athanasiu's play as poor or describe his presence as a, quote, liability in the five years he was here. Twitter advanced search, nothing. Did the best I could to find it through the, the Detroit Free Press archives, nothing. Absolutely nothing. The guy's here for five years. He's been a, quote, liability in his own zone all season long, forget what, you know, he had a nice year last year, forget it. This lady covers this player and this team that he had played for for a living. It is her day-to-day job. She's not a columnist that's drifting off into the lines, that's drifting off into this area, that area. Mitch Album has a different flavor of the month. No, her job is to cover the Red Wings, and she didn't say uh, word one about Athanasiu in the entire time he was here in the second the second Athanasiu was out the door, that article was up in five seconds. He is now poor and a liability. And it, it, it is so typical of this town where they get a spine the minute, the second they're out the door. And I liken it to the best example ever when Chris McCoskey, who was covering the Lions at the time in 2014, bombed Louis Delmas. The Lions in the offseason cut their popular local product safety, Louis Delmas, cut him, and McCoskey went on Twitter and, and celebrated the move and called Louis Delmas garbage. Not figuratively, literally garbage was the exact term used. Didn't say Louis Delmas was garbage in any of the four or five seasons he was in Detroit before. Didn't say anything when Chris McCoskey was the beat writer for the Lions and covered that guy every single day, year-round. Didn't say a word. Didn't even say he he was playing poorly. Louis Delmas is released in, like, February of 2014, and it takes Chris McCoskey eight seconds to hit Twitter and call him garbage. And that's the same thing that happened here with Helene St. James. Not as egregious of a case because this is not a personal attack in the way that McCoskey's was, but this, this whole thing where you wait for the guy to get out of your uh, line of vision, it, it, it's so bad. When you are a beat writer, you should, you know, for all the criticism that like Larry Brooks gets in New York, guy goes right at you. He goes right at you. Have, you know, have some guts. Have the guts to, to say what you think about a fantasy while he's here. 
Don't say it after Ken Holland uh, rescues him from this mess. That's bad. That's bad on Helene St. James. It's bad. So that's that. Uh, I, let's, let's, let's get to some congratulations. Let's be happy for a minute. We, we owe a round of applause, a standing ovation, a serious degree of respect and admiration to Chris Illich, who is now the proud owner of the two worst teams in two different sports. If you stacked up the entire NHL and you stacked up all of Major League Baseball, put all the 60-plus teams in a pile, the Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Tigers have the two worst winning percentages of both leagues combined. That is a fact. That is a fact. And that is one of the most embarrassing but awesome facts ever. I don't know if there's any precedent for someone not only owning the last place team in two different sports, but owning teams that are so far back a last place that there was no drama about their place in the lottery or in the MLB draft, like with weeks left to go in the season. It's unfathomable. The Red Wings are 18 points worse than the next worst team. They're not just bad. They are, like, far and away worse than the second-worst team in both leagues. It's the most incredible thing. The guy took over and ran this thing right into the ground. And, you know, say what you want about his, his two teams, which are complete follies, an embarrassment on a scale that's nearly unspeakable. He does have the finest parking lots of any sports team, not in the country but in the world. If you can find a team that has more parking available than Chris Illich's two teams, then you can have the argument. I'll give it to you in a box with a ribbon on it. Because if you got to find a place to park, you got plenty of options. So say what you want about Chris Illich. Say what you want. You can criticize the Red Wings. You can criticize the Tigers. You can call them cheap. You can say whatever you got to say. But when you need a spot to park, Detroit's where it's at. So thank you for that. That's definitely what we had in mind when you had a $285 million tax subsidy from the public. It, that is the most, like, it, it was reported and then it kind of went away. That should be discussed every single day. People at 97 want you to talk about that literally every single day. That should be talked about in the Detroit Free Press and the Detroit News every single day that Chris Illich and his representatives sat down in a boardroom with representatives of the city and had these beautiful artist renderings of the District Detroit. It was the most spectacular. It was the merry old land of Oz in Detroit. Glitzy buildings, sparkling lights, restaurants, a hustling, bustling new downtown. We were going to attract yuppies. We were going to attract people to not come and go just for the game. They're going to stay all day. Come in the late morning, leave at the late night. That's what we were sold. And it was on the basis of these pictures that they received the tax subsidy. They get the money, and then they don't deliver a single damn thing in the pictures. Even the arena, which was built, looks nothing like it did in the renderings where you know you thought you would be able to see the thing from outer space. I digress. That should be discussed every day, at least in passing. I haven't been doing my part, so there's my part. Detroit in general, uh, what a hilarious time. Really fast. Let's look at a bird's eye view of this. Red Wings are probably going to be picking first overall. They have the worst team. They have the best odds of picking first overall. If it weren't for the lottery, they would already have that clinched. Red Wings are going to be picking first. The Tigers are already picking first overall. The Pistons 
could pick first overall. They might not win another game this year. I think they're going to finish in the top four or five lottery odds. They could pick first overall. And the Lions are picking third overall in a little under two months. So you could have four teams in this town picking one, 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 and three. One, 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 and three. Has it ever happened? I'm not going to look it up, but I'm just going to say no. That's never happened. It is a miserable time. It is a miserable time. But at least Michigan State has spent all their uh, $7 billion in assistant coaching pool money on former Colorado assistants, former Michigan State assistants, former Michigan State football players that have never coached above high school, and random people that uh, Mel Tucker just kind of likes. I digress. Maybe maybe everything will work out with Michigan State. But, hey, I, I got I got a laugh. Here I am expecting uh, Vince Merrill and – uh, you know, the hot shot, like next lane Kiffin OC, and we just get a bunch of old Colorado assistants. Again, I digress, but that's where we're at. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, you know, this is something hilarious that happens every year. You can count on it. It's like clockwork. I don't normally like to, like, have notes in front of me. This is so I can control the board and, like, look shit up on a whim. But I have to, I have to bring these notes up because I have to read these verbatim. Every single year, this time of year, it always hits in February, and it carries all the way through March. Every single piece of uh, literature on the Tigers is positive. Every prospect is glowing. Every veteran has turned back the clock. Every slumping player has found the, the hitch in their swing or has found the reason why they were tipping their pitches or whatever the hell it is, and they're going to win 150 games. I mean, it, it, it's every single year. So I pulled these. I, I'm going to read a few of them. I could go on and on. These are actual headlines, as in actual headlines. Yes, I did not make these up. Actual headlines that have appeared just in the last, like, 10, 11 days since camp opened. Actual headlines in the Detroit News or Free Press. Quote, and this is all quotes all the way through, Cody Clemens is loving life at camp. Tariq Skubal makes huge impression in Tiger's triumph. Tariq Skubal is a total stud in his debut. Riley Green's talent is otherworldly. Derek Hill still relishes the baseball journey. Franklin Perez could be the best prospect in Lakeland. Uh, that was real. Daz Cameron has rediscovered his swing. The early returns are very positive for Alex Wilson. Uh, okay, Miguel Cabrera is in the best shape in years. This kid is a player. Isaac Paredes' rapid rise to the bigs. Casey Mai struggled on Sunday, and then he got angry. I mean, it just goes on and on. I, I could keep scrolling. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Miggy showing serious power in camp. Ron Gardenhire believes he has a winner. This is, this is not even two weeks. It is a conga line of positive articles for a team that finished dead last last year and spent like $8 in free agency to plug some holes that were so cavernous that you could basically uh, throw a dart in them and it'll be an improvement. I mean, this is like the Grand Canyon is flooded and they're, they're dropping like a Kleenex in there to dry it up. Yeah, thank you for Jonathan Poop. Uh, thank you for C.J. Crone, solid, above-average players. doesn't mean anything. This team's going to be terrible. Terrible. And I'm fine with the little spring positivity, but leave most of that stuff to the fans, please. 
Like, why do I got to read the Detroit News and Detroit Free Press writing these glowing reviews of everything Tigers? Every year. Every year it's the same thing. I've never seen anything like it. It is pure propaganda. Pure propaganda. The only thing worth paying attention to with the Tigers this year, well, there's two things. There's two things. The development of the young prospects, who cares about C.J. Crone or Jonathan Poop? I don't even care if they hit. Who cares? you got to watch Casey Mize. You have to watch Matt Manning. You have to watch, well, Franklin Perez if he's not a corpse. That's what you care about. You want to watch how those guys are progressing. It's not about wins and losses. This team stinks, and they're going to stink. The second thing worth watching or paying attention to is my buddy Chris Castellani's new Detroit Tigers podcast, Lockdown Detroit. Uh, he's the man. He's awesome. So congrats to him. Uh, he beat me to the punch. He got paid for this shit before I did. So I don't know. I mean, I would say I'll take him out to dinner, but maybe you should pay and take me out because I'm still doing this uh, for free, guys. So that's that. But I'll tell you, the Tigers are going to be terrible this year. I'm tired of reading the articles saying uh, otherwise that everyone is, is getting a glowing review. It's going to be another bad year. Tigers have to hit on their draft pick, and that's that. That's that. So quick hitters today. That's what we had. Spiro Avenue, we'll be back, I don't know, tomorrow, the next day. We'll see you soon. Spiro Avenue, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, Thanks for tuning in to a great show, as always. We got a lot going on. Detroit sports heating up. The draft, we're going to hit the hell out of the NFL draft. So thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. Spiro Avenue, Justin Spiro, out.